everyday witches emerge from the shadows of secrecy. Broom closets are flinging open and witches are taking flight. Whether you are hiding in your cozy closet or flying with pride, stay for a spell as witch casting with Theodora Pendragon and her guests share magical moments, stir the cauldron and debunk misinformation and misconceptions about paganism, witches and our wonderful world of magic. Hello, I'm your host, Theodora, and I have a special guest today. Her name is Brigetta Tamarchio. Yes, it's very Italian. I think I can pronounce it. Brigetta Marchio. <laughs> welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. It's been a very interesting full moon, I will say. <laughs> yep. We're starting to wane from the full moon. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am a publicist and book coach. My passion is is books, so I've really gone down the route of books recently. That's kind of been my niche. And I also help people who are maybe later in life, they're not sure where they're, or even mamas, turn their passion to profits. So many people, especially through COVID, have either left their work and wanted to change careers, or maybe they have a different passion. So I love to preach and teach about that. And manifestation, I am known as the manifesting queen. <laughs> um, and I have different methods and tools to talk about that too. You are the manifestation queen. What does that mean? You know, always be careful what you ask for, right? Because whenever you're thinking something, you have to watch those thoughts, especially when you're in that mode. And I feel like I call it, it's almost like, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, living in the vortex, right? It's like you're living in that vortex sometimes when you're in the manifestation zone. And I can be in that zone quite often, or anyone can really, but especially when I'm in that zone, you know, let's say I'm trying to manifest a new client or I'm manifesting something amazing coming into my life that I want. If you have negative thoughts or because we all get in, in bad moods or have things come up in our day or someone cuts us off or whatever it may be, you know, you have these thoughts that come into your head and you have to be very careful because when you're in that manifesting space, the universe brings you exactly what you ask for. <laughs> so you want to be clear with your thoughts and and make sure that or if you're not super, super clear and you just ask for you know, I want this amazing man to show up or you don't specify the details or you will get a crazy brain oh man. Like you can get all kinds of things. And I have learned those lessons night and day. So when I am manifesting, I am writing things down very clear on what I want. Yeah. But that even goes back to that saying, be careful what you wish for. Yes. Yes, it does. It truly does. So you are the queen of manifestation. Are you also a witch? Do you consider yourself a witch? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't always tell clients that. They get to know me eventually and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> she's witchy. I tell everyone I'm an intuitive publicist and an intuitive book coach. It's kind of the gist of what I say. Does everyone know that I have thousands of crystals all around everywhere. I have a snake named Isis, snake on my back tattoo. Even my, you know, this right here, this is the crystal skull that I'm wearing around my neck, which is just, oh, this just came and got blessed by 
um, one of the skulls and it feels very powerful. But yes, do I burn candles? Do I create spells? All the time. Only some clients know that though. Those are code words. I'm an intuitive. Yes. What other code words do you use for your clients before they know you're a witch? That is true. That's a really good question. Woo-woo. I'm a little (laughs) woo-woo. Yes. Um, I might even say I'm granola. I'm I'm a little out there. You know, I, I manifest, yeah, manifest quickly. I have my own, you know, methods that I do my own. I work my own magic. Um, <laughs> let them think what they want, you know, with that. When do I, am I actually doing that? Yes. Let's talk about manifestation because some people may not understand what that means or how to do it. Sure. So give us a class on that. <laughs> Being very clear on what you want. One of the easy ways, I guess, to say it would be if you've heard of the vision board, vision boards are one way to do it. And a vision boarding, you want to get really specific as well. There's different methods on vision boarding. I have a very specific way that I actually teach this. And so when I teach a vision board, you've got a big cardboard and you want to cut up a bunch of different things from magazines. And actually what I do, because the magazines never have what I want, I Google what I want and then I print them out, (laughs) the photos, and I cut them out. And I split mine into four quadrants. And I do that because, yes, there's the four different you know, uh, ways that we call, but I also have it split up to where one is home life, one is personal life, one is work, and one is family and so or relationship, like the love corner, basically. And what I do with that is I will cut out my pictures for each one, and I usually take crystals. Let's see if I – well, I have another skull right here, so here's the yellow one. Um, this one is more for career, more so. And so I would glue or place them depending, like I won't glue this little guy because he's my crystal skull that was blessed by a big, bigger crystal skull, but I'll place him. So what I do is rather than putting it on the back of my wall and hanging it up, like I, I like to tell everyone to do, I'll have mine on my desk and lay my crystals because I won't glue them, place them on there around me. And what I do is I'm very clear. So let's say if you're in the relationship corner, you want to be very clear on what you ask for. I physically write mine down or you could cut it out and glue them on. And I will write, I want a man between this age and this age. <laughs> I want it, I want him to look like this, or maybe you don't care what he looks like. It doesn't, you know, it's up to you. I want him to have integrity, honesty, you know, like go down your list and imagine like what in your head, like what does that look like, your divine relationship, the person that you are calling in? What is that? Because you want to get specific. Go ahead. That is really good information. Now, if someone has their eye on a guy, what are your thoughts on that? Should that person put a picture of the guy that they have their eye on in the romance quadrant? Be careful what you ask for because you don't know what's behind that person. Everyone has their demons in some way. So what I like to put out there is I say the name or better. If you're really into what that person, who who he looks like, I want a man who looks like this person or better that I'm extremely attracted to. If you like the persona on the outside of this person, then say, I love the persona of what I see and what I envision of this man or better. Get clear with it. Because we don't know what that man has all inside. 
And we've all had some stories in, in the past, I'm sure, where we think someone is one way and then they turn up being another way. So I would be very clear on that. <laughs> some people would tell you not to be too specific because you're closing off doors for those potential people who would be really good partners in your life. And they could be. I think it depends where you are in your life. For me right now, where I'm at, I know exactly what I want. I am so specific. And if they don't meet this criteria, I don't care. I don't want them in my circle. I don't want to allow that in my space. Just because I have been through a lot in relationships and have had some trauma in them and have done a lot of shadow work and a lot of interpersonal work, medicinal work as well, where I will no longer accept less than exactly what I'm looking for. If you're in your life and you're younger, you know, I think back to when I was in my 20s and I would manifest, you know, a man that I wanted. And for me back then, it was more about, you know, what he looked like and how fun he was and, you know, where are we going to go and do and, you know, those, those kind of things. And if you're, if you're a younger or if you don't care, sure, be more broad to what's out there. But I would still ask for what do you value in a relationship? Is it the integrity? Is it honesty? Is it, you know, having someone that's going to support you, whether it's like mentally or whether it's physically, you know, like what, or financially for some people, like whatever that is, write that down. And if you don't care, be open about it. But I would always put in there someone who treats you really well. Otherwise it's self-punishing and we're manifesting the wrong person. I like your vision board. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually used the vision board for group therapy for women who are working on themselves, like women in a women's shelter. I was helping them do their vision board as far as, you know, what career do you want? You know, what do you want to look like as far as your clothing? Because some, some of them didn't know how to dress professionally. And some of those things have to be taught. So let's create this vision board and, you know, focus on that. That's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Vision boards are so fun to play with and they're really great to do either it's a new moon or a full moon. If I do it at a new moon, I just do it fresh. If it's a full moon, I have everyone take a piece of paper first and write. Just don't judge it. Don't think about it. Just start free writing all the crap that's gone on in your life. Get it all out on the paper. You know, take it out on the writing. Again, it can be all jumbled. Don't, you're not reading it. Just it's all the energy you're putting into that paper, whatever was going on that you then now want, want to release and be done with. Could be patterns, could be people, could be situations, whatever. Write it all down. Then we're going to have a candle right here and we're going to burn that shit. <laughs> Candle magic is very powerful. Yes, very much so. And so I usually burn it and then either you can take the ashes. I always take them and pour them in the toilet just in case some are still on fire and I flush it, make sure every little piece goes down there. As I'm saying, you know, my intention of really visualizing it to a faraway place that it's going to go and stay. Or you could bury them, but I, I recommend, I don't want to say bury them because I don't want accidental fires. <laughs> But I like to flush them down and visualize. And then we start our vision boarding because then you're starting a fresh new page, a fresh new slate, and you're in that space of manifestation of what you really desire to bring in. And you've just done a whole lot of releasing. So once you release, you've got to bring something back in to fill that void of what we have. And that will be all the positivity of 
the manifesting of, of the vision boarding. You mentioned shadow work. Yes. Tell us about shadow work. Oh, it's one of the most beautiful, amazing experiences I think I've ever had. And I'm, I'm someone who has done therapy, EMDR, hypnosis, which I love hypnosis and I love EMDR. I mean, each is, is great for different portions of life. I've done medicinal ceremonies. Um, I've worked with the grandfather and the grandmother medicine. I've worked with um, shamans. I've worked with, you know, Reiki, name it, reconnective healing. I'm a practitioner. I've done, used to be a massage therapist back in my previous life. I have done almost every method you could possibly think of as far as working on yourself. And there were certain things that just couldn't be healed for me. They just weren't clicking. And now that I've dove into shadow work, it's clicking and it's fast. It's amazing. You know, you, it's so interesting too how it works when you're, you know, and that person, that therapist that's on the other side, they're just mirroring, you know, they're just giving you examples and, and saying things to you. How did you feel? What did it taste like? What did it smell like? And it's just like, you get so wrapped up and you literally, I remember the last session we did, it's like, where in your body do you feel it? And I felt like this blob, you know, in my lower chakras. She's like, pull it out. <laughs> Like, pull it out. And it feels like, you know, a weight is lifted and and she's described it. And to me, it felt like almost like Slimer from Ghostbusters. You know, that was my description. And and she's like, okay. And it's talking to you. What is it saying? What how do you feel? You know, again, going through all these emotions as that's happening and really just talking your way into realizing that it's not as big as you. You are bigger than it. And where in your life did this start? And kind of you realize going back, I mean, you could go into shadow work for one thing. And when you come out of it, it's something totally different, totally around, like you wouldn't even connect the dots, but it's connected to when, you know, you were three, four or five years old. And it's like, wow, wow, mind blowing. And this pattern that you may have been carrying for your whole life is finally, poof, resolved. Given it's still going to take time to integrate, it's still going to come up. But as it does, what's great of having, you know, your therapist or your coach there is you get to reflect on it and you get to speak about, you know, okay, I'm sitting with this emotion. It's coming up for me again. <laughs> what do I do? And it's just like, okay, you're going to sit with it. And, and as in the past, when people would say sit with things, I didn't understand. It just didn't connect for me. It just was over my head in some way. But the way the approach with shadow work is, it's it's like, it makes sense. Like I now can sit with that feeling and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to like enjoy this and I'm going to work through it. And it's not as almost like EMDR. It's not as if it's like, not as, um, like the, it's not as effective or not as harmful as I felt it was before. And so I've let go of these amazing epic patterns. And that's also why I'm so clear on what I do want to bring in my life now, especially with relationships. I will no longer accept certain things in my life. And we don't always realize this. And so what I like to say is if you've got some kind of pattern going on in your life, whether it be not good relationships or monetary or whatever it may be, look at deeper into that, you know, and it, it could be, I say try shadow work because I think that's just, it's been the most epic thing ever. Some of the listeners may not know what EMDR is. It's a process. It's a therapy process, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. 
But if you don't have a therapist, how would one do their own shadow work? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, there's ways to do it. I have a coach that I work with and she just reflects back. So what you could do, like today I I went on a tangent (laughs) with her and she reflected back. So you could even ask your question. You could even have your questions written aside that says, how did you feel in this moment? In fact, I'll read you you some of the questions that she had said to me. Um, I really do feel it's important to have someone to run off of. I think that's whether it's a therapist or a coach or friend even, but I, I really do feel, could you do it on your own? Yeah. It's a lot of work though. She had said to me, speak to the inner child who felt the version of you or the inner child version of you who felt that everyone was against me and felt that I was feeling these certain feelings. And what is your little girl needing from you or little boy, if if you're a man uh, or whatnot, or identify, (laughs) but um, your inner child. Yes. And questions are, what were you afraid to be seen as? And if, you know, depending what feeling comes up for you, what situation you're going through, you know, imagine yourself like, okay, it's happening now in your life. Go back to where you were when you were younger. Do you remember that situation that happened when you were younger? Something similar? What could be the first time that you really remember that was so effective? You know, mine was bullying. And so I was going into a a bullying and and remembering way back when. And gosh, it goes all the way back to when I was five. But it could go further back. And we're exploring this. And it was like, how did I feel at that moment? I felt small. I felt defenseless. I was five. I had no voice. I couldn't stick up for myself, you know? And so, but what do those emotions all turn into? Is it shame? Is it, you know, what, what are those like deeper meanings? Like, what is that? And we're still diving into that because I'm not quite sure where mine is on this new one, but you're always uncovering something with it. And that's what I really think is just super beautiful because I am done with this pattern in my life. There's no more, none. Um, And so I do highly recommend working with someone. Yes, you could do it on your own, but it is really hard because when you're in that moment, asking your own self those questions, it's hard. And sometimes you don't always see what's going on. You're so caught up, you know, the head starts spinning that it is really good to have someone who's trained in these methods to run that against you or run that with you. Your profession is a publicist and book coach. Do you use manifestation for your clients or with your clients? Yes, I do. Yes. With my clients, I have one in particular that, um, well, she's actually a mindset coach now, so that's really fun. I remember this was like five years ago. She had, I met her and she hit, she was at a rock bottom place in her life. And I said to her, and it was a it was a mind body spirit event, so I could speak kind of freely. But I said, I just have this intuitive hit that you're going to have a book in you in a couple years. This too shall pass. It sucks in this moment, but I'm telling you, you're going to be so successful and have this beautiful career ahead of you. It just it's going to take time. And I literally said to her, then I think it's like three years, might be four years time, but your life is a total different change. And it's funny because she came back to me about a year and a half ago and said, I have a book. (laughs) I'm ready. And it has been, I mean, her career, where we've taken her, it's been so exciting. I get so excited for her. It's just taken off. 
And she's now, you know, where she never thought she was also someone who was did not want to speak, never was on social media, would hide from all of it. No, 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 super private. And now she has these tools that are so beautiful that actually a lot of therapists can use. Her her book is on that. And she's speaking on panels now, speaking at events everywhere and on so many podcasts, shows, media. We have her everywhere and she's loving it. And we just got her on social, which is a big step. And she has her podcast and it's been really absolutely beautiful and amazing. Were there a lot of ways to slowly walk her through that? Yes. You know, when she came to me and said, I'm ready, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand through all of these little things. And I knew with her, we had to break it down in baby steps. As a therapist too, like I'm not a therapist uh, and I will never claim to be, but <laughs> as, a, as an intuitive person, I'm pretty empathic and I can read people. So when I'm coaching someone and I can feel the overwhelm or I can feel the energy and, and like some people, if they're ready to go and ready to move, we're moving really fast. We're going, 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 you know, and we're going to manifest quickly. But if they are unsure and slow, you know, or if they're just too many things are overwhelming, I'm going to break it more down to them. And so I'm using more of my intuitive empathic ways with each person. And then we start diving a little into the manifesting and we'll speak slowly about it and get into it, you know, slowly. Do they always know that I am manifesting? No. (laughs) Do they know that I burn? I mean, this person does because she's just as woo-woo as I am in some ways. But do I burn candles for these clients? Yes, absolutely. You know, if it's needed, sure. If I'm feeling the space needs to be, and that's what I, I told her too. I said, whatever you just did and cleared, we're on fire right now. <laughs> like, keep it going. This is amazing. You know, the, the, her path is just so, and she's just a beautiful, beautiful, bright being as well. But it's amazing seeing her in this space. And I feel like when you as a person are also lit up, excited, you know, those are the things to connect to for manifesting. If you're in a different space, it's really hard to manifest. And of course, those are the moments we want to manifest. And it's, it's hard. One of the things I, I talk about too is if you're not in that space and you're in a deep, dark hole, you know, you want to start finding your joy, whatever that may be. Because once you find your joy again, it could be walking in nature. It could be flowers, animals, your kids, whatever it may be. Find that joy because that joy is what's going to bring that inner spark back. And another way to manifest quickly, which this might be a little out there for a lot of people, but it totally works, is when you are self-pleasuring or with someone. It's called sex magic. Thank you. It is the most powerful magic there is because when you are having your orgasm, you are putting it out to the universe. And so I manifested a car that way, by the way. Oh, yeah. Never even realized, oh yeah, this was like crazy. I had wanted a new car so bad. And I, need, I, had- I need another car. I need a new car. <laughs> Tell us how we manifest with sex magic. It is amazing. It's so awesome. So I remember I had in my head, I just knew I wanted a new car and, and what I wanted it to be like. And I had it in my head that it was going to be this black car with white leather. I didn't really, I, I wanted a Land Rover or you know a Range Rover, one of those, but I didn't specify when I was in it, I just had the colors. Like I visualized what it was going to look like. And, you know, whether I was with, I don't know if I was with a partner at the time or if I was with myself, I don't remember. 
I only used sex magic a few times with this, but what was the craziest thing is it happened within a week. And out of the blue, out of the blue, a relative of mine said, I'm getting you a new car. Really? (laughs) You put that stuff out in the universe. You hear that, listeners? Self-pleasuring is sex magic. It's very powerful. So powerful. It's amazing. It's probably even more powerful when you have toys. Yes. Yes, very much so. (laughs) Very much so. And it's funny because the car that I got was a black car with white leather. It just, it blew my mind. I was like, I can't even believe this just happened. I can't even believe. Like, do you need a house? I have a house, so I'm good on that. But, <laughs> You're good on that. You know. <laughs> but I have been trying to work on some other manifesting things, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's funny. You know, there is a podcaster who calls herself the sex witch. Oh, see? it's That's perfect. See? And it really does work. It does. Okay, so you talked about manifesting with the vision board. You talked about shadow work. And the power of sex magic. (laughs) Yes. Is there any other kind of manifestation that you would like to talk about? You know, I love working with crystals too. That's actually one of my favorite things. I've ever since I was a kid, if I was feeling something, well, actually, this is this is funny. So when I was eight years old, I was part of this theater. It was in old Ellicott City, Maryland. The very old, I want to say it was. 1600s-ish, maybe 1700s. And the building was very old that we that we were in. If you walked a block down, we would have a break for lunch. And I would walk down with a few other kids. And there was a witch store. You know, it was just, it actually reminded me of the craft. It looked the exact same. And I would hang out there. I just loved it. I loved it so much. And I was in there and I remember just looking at all the stones. And I would, my mom would always give me money, you know, for lunch, which I would spend on rocks. You were that kid, so here you were, eight years old, and you spent your lunch money at the witch shop? Oh, you lucky girl. I did. I mean, I I only had like maybe $10, 5 to $10, and so I would go in, and yeah, I remember I would just pick out stones, and I was like, oh, I'd be really attracted to this one stone, and then I would read what it meant, or I would ask, you know, the lady at the shop, and she'd tell me, I'm like, oh, that makes complete sense. I went to the store all through high school. Eventually, it burnt down, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really sad. It, and you can go back now and you can see where it used to be. But that was a place that I went to forever and I spent many a time there. Way back when I was eight, that's when I would walk into the bookstores and just open up the books. And I loved diving in just to see all the different magic spells that were going on. And then what was so great is in high school, I had my own little coven, same, same girls that I was friends with when I was younger. We had our own little coven and the craft came out and it's like, oh, I wanted to try and emanate all the spells that they were doing as well. And we would go back to the store and we wound up, which we have still have to this day, we branded ourselves. So we, we gave ourselves tattoos. You branded yourselves? How did you do that? We took a candle that we had blessed, a magic candle, and I had an earring of a star And I took the earring with tongs and I put it over the candle three times as we were saying, like, I don't remember what our our chant was, but something on how we were sisters always and forever bonded. And so whenever three times it heats the metal up and then 
let's say if I was doing it to you, you would have a cloth in your mouth that you were going to bite on, <laughs> ice ready, because the their mom was downstairs and they thought we were killing each other in the room. We had chanting music on, so it was so loud that no one could hear us. But after I put it over the candle, I would go, put it on your skin, slap it down, hold it there, and I would count one, two, three, four, five, six, and like, let it go. And right, it would go, you would hear the skin, you'd smell it burning, and it would like, tss. and what we did is once it scabbed, we would pull the scab off. So it would create a, scar, a star, a scar in the shape of a star. And all of us to this day on our ankles still have the star. That is really neat. And you all are still friends. We are all still friends. There's one girl that we don't talk to as much just because she's she's gone through some addiction issues and we've tried to kind of get to her, but it, we just can't. So she's on her. But the rest of us are also very good friends. <laughs> it's really That's interesting. Neat. Yeah, it really was. We saw a lot of things back in the day. Wow. It's it's because it's the Druids were very prominent in Baltimore area. So a lot of the things that we found, discovered, it was insane, some of the stories. But it was beautiful as well. We learned a lot. And that that story, I wish it was still here. But that was my inspiration for books, really, because I would escape. I'd go to the, you know, I'd escape from my family dramas of what was happening in the house. And I would run to the witch store to kind of dive into, and I call it the witch door because that's what everyone called it, but I would, that's where I would go. And I would just sit there and dive into the books and play with the crystals and I'd pick something to buy, you know, but I spent so much time there, especially with the books. And it was such a happy time in my life. And so I feel like that's me now working with books has kind of come full circle. Rocks are my favorite thing. And I have probably, I don't know, 200 crystals. (laughs) everywhere. My favorite one is this one. I don't know if you guys can see it, but. Oh, I am so jelly. The listeners can't see it, but it's the size of a watermelon. Oh, oh, it's huge. And it actually was double the size and it, it broke in transit. And the woman that, um, cause she went and got it for me at Tucson. I had her pick it out for me. One of my clients. And I said, that's okay. That means I have two and I can put them in two different places in my house. What's great working with crystals is I mean, you don't really even have to know too much about them. You can just learn, like if you're attracted to something, a certain stone, go and get it. Go and get it and feel, you know, feel into it. And what I like to do is how I work with crystals as well, or how you know, let's let's do this, how you know it's the right one for you. So sure, some people use a pendulum. I don't like pendulums because I feel or I know I can control the pendulum. <laughs> This is so horrible, but I I can like make it go any way I want. So I never. Well, you can't cheat when you use the pendulum. How? Because I can make it go left, or I can make it spin whatever way I want. Right. So when I first bring out my pendulum, I will ask it to show me the yes direction, so I know where the yes direction is. Then I will ask a question where I know it's a yes answer. I do the same thing for no. Okay. But to be completely honest with myself, I can't think of the answer when I ask a question and I want the answer for it. Like, for example, if you're looking for a job, you've, you already know your yes direction, you know your no direction. Clear your mind and just ask, will I get the job? Well, I have something to say with okay, this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I do all that. But let's say in the back of my head, I already want the job or I don't want the job. And let's say it might start to go yes. And then I'll be like, in my head, no. And then it'll go no. And then I'll be like, oh, well, maybe I do want it. And then it'll go yes. And then I'm like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. So I, I know that I kind of like inner argue with myself over it. And that my, whatever I'm thinking, I can make it go either way. It's like I can't get my own self out of that part. So it doesn't work for me. I would just say don't use a pendulum. I just know that I can't use it too often and I can't keep asking the same questions over and over again. Get your answer and put it away. (laughs) One of my favorite ways to do it is rocking. So let's say you, I have this stone, it's a tiny little stone, it's um, yellow jasper and I have it in my hand. And I put them loosely in my hands, have my hands together with the stone in the middle and I hold it to my heart and I'll be standing up, straight standing up and I'll ask, is this stone for me? And if I rock forward, it's a yes. And your body will always move one way. And if I rock backwards, it's a no. But you can do this for anyone. So is it for my sister? Rock forward, yes. Rock back, no. You know, literally anyone. So when I buy crystals for other people, I visualize them in my head I feel like I become them. And then I ask the question as I'm holding it to my heart, I envision it to be their heart. And I ask again, is this for, you know, my sister? And I'll say her name. My son's a truck driver. And so I wanted to get him a crystal that he could keep in the truck or to wear on him for safety. I bought two and I thought, well, I'll let him pick. But I had my eye on the one that I thought he should have, but I still wanted him to have a choice. I went over to his house and I told him what the crystal was for. And I said, one of them is yours and I'm keeping the other one. So I had him hold them and he was looking at it and he handed me the one that I thought I would keep myself. And I asked him, how did you make that choice? He said, because I knew that this one was for you. That's so beautiful. Really beautiful. So he's intuitive as well. Yeah, he believes in magic too. I love that. Oh, it's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Did you get him, what stone was it? Did you get him obsidian or did you get him? Um, one of the black stones, yeah. Tourmaline, tourmaline, tourmaline yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I have tourmaline at every window and every door on top of the doorway or on top of the windowsill in the house. And it's funny because when we were selling our house, back where I used to live, I had them everywhere and we weren't getting people in. And then I thought, why do I care what energy people have if I'm selling the house? So I had to think about it and I took them all down and we started getting people. That is so neat. I love tourmaline for that. I remember too, back when I had a store years back, I had a huge tourmaline on both sides of the entryway of this store. And there was a lady, I don't know, she was yelling about something to my coworker. And he laughed at me. He was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just stop. Because like he, I think it was like a couple earlier in the week, he's like, don't have these stones out here that someone could trip. I'm like, they're not, they're against the wall. And I need them for protection, to protect our store. Like I blessed our space. And he just looked at me like, what? And I was like, just trust me. So I don't know, it was a few days later and this lady comes in screaming about something. I don't even know what it was. And I came out, I'm like, what's going on? And she's yelling about whatever with him. And I said, well, come on in and let's talk about this. She would not cross the line. She would not come in. And I looked at him and I was like, I pointed at the ground. Mm-hmm. See that? 
Do you also use black salt? I do use salt occasionally. Black salt is is obviously the best. Is it always accessible? No. no. So salt in general, I'll use. Um, I've told my mom this trick. <laughs> my mom was really mad at someone and just was like in her space and her energy. And I said, lift up the carpet and put it a line under the carpet and then put the carpet back and just see what would happen. <laughs> and it, it totally worked. <laughs> she, she was like, my mom is so itchy. It's amazing. She manifests like crazy. In fact, if you have something and you don't want her to know about it, like, or, or if you're, for example, if you want to go on a trip overseas and she in her mind thinks everything's scary. So if you're to tell her beforehand, she will make it in some way not happen. Like it, it will magically, something will fall through. So my sister and I always laugh and we don't tell her anything until last minute. But then she'll be like, what are you hiding? I know something's up. What's going on? <laughs> that is so neat. Funniest thing ever, but yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. This has been really exciting when you came on. I didn't even know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and we talked about magic and now everybody knows how to get a car. <laughs> <laughs> And if you guys do, I do have um, something I'm promoting if, if you, anyone's into. If you've ever wanted to write a book, every single one of us has a story. Every single one of us. And I have an event that I'm doing for free on June 28th. It's a Wednesday, depending where you are. But it'll be at noon Eastern time. And I did it that way. That way it hits every time zone except Australia. I'm so sorry you get shafted. So Australia will have to get the replay. But it is one hour free. And I'm getting on there and teaching you all the ways of navigating the publishing world, whether you are already an author or are aspiring or have an idea or just thought of it, or maybe you're in the middle of writing, doesn't matter where you are in the process. I am literally spilling all my secrets. Everyone's going to walk away with a blueprint, which I really call it a skeleton. I like that word better, but a book proposal skeleton, and I will answer any questions and I'm super excited about it. So if anyone is interested, whatever your story may be, Maybe you want to write a story on candle magic or, you know, whatever it may be to share your knowledge or story with others is always beautiful. You guys can go to my website, which is Brigetta.com, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-A.com, and the sign up is on there. You are such a lucky girl. You only, you just have to use your first name and you get a .com. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> As always, I put those in the episode notes so people can find you and they don't have to worry about writing this down while they're listening, just in case they're driving. Thank you for all the magical tips. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I feel honored. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. Have a burning question or have a topic you'd love Theodora and her guests to discuss on the show? Contact her through Instagram at Theodora Pendragon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And help us spread the word by leaving us a rating and review and sharing it with your friends. See you next time and may your magic always shine. Thank you.